Uh, it's uh, very, very, you know, uncommon for a military man to be present in such gatherings because you must understand one thing. Whatever be the case, a nation has various components and the armed forces form a very major component. I think nobody understood this better than Subhash Chandra Bose. Well, just a few days ago, I had a great discussion. I had to write an article on transformation of the Indian Army. So, a professor who has been also an Army major, if I may say, and then a professor in Pune University with 9,000 students who have gone through under him, asked me who are the transformational leaders of the world. Now, he named two straight away, Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. So then I said, what about Subhash Bose? Well, he said he's a transactional leader. Now, transactional leader means somebody sitting in a shop. I go to a shopkeeper and say, please give me two kilos of sugar. And he straight away says 50 rupees. I say 40 rupees. That is the transaction. I mean, say so we have many transactional leaders. Subhash Bose was definitely not a transaction. He transformed. I mean, say, Professor Taluska brought out clearly how the Gadar movement, how then even, I mean, say, Mrs. Call brought out how Captain Mohan Singh, all of them failed. They failed in the transformation process where Subhash Bose succeeded. So according to me, he was a transformational leader. Right. Now, I'll point out a few issues, you know, which will merit attention. Uh, please, you have to understand, firstly, the country where you are in. Now, India is a heaven on this earth. I, as an army person, always realized that every millimeter of ground is extremely important. We all know how difficult it is for us to get a house in our own country. So, in India today, if you tell me that in this very cold weather of Delhi, please sleep on the footpath and report to ICHR in the dress I am doing, believe me, I can do it. Now you'll ask me how. All that I need is, I need a little cover. The cover is provided by railway stations, many car parking sheds. There are many, many toilets available and these are available right from Subhash Bose's days where I can do my shave and my morning ablutions and report. You can't do this in London. You can't do this in Europe. You can't do it in the United States. I have visited all the seven continents of the world and let me tell you, so therefore, nobody will leave your country once they conquer. They will either stay, the only way to get them out, and this Subhash Bose realized, please realize it. He realized after going through Europe, you can keep preaching your peace and all these lovely things. They will be heard. They are like prayers to God. They may be answered. They may not be answered. But... You want somebody to leave India. Let me tell you once he has come in it, it's extremely difficult. The first person who really started invading India, I was told, was the Dutch East Indian Company. Now, since I'm just back from Amsterdam in the United States, I was surprised to realize that there was a king in Kerala who defeated the Dutch Navy when they approached. Such was the defeat then after that, the Dutch Navy, the, the Dutch East India Company just failed. And this is what gives the British, the British East India Company, an opportunity to come to India. 
and they i can assure you would have never left unless militarily they were removed now next thing that i want to tell you is it's very important to understand the psychology of the european psychology i did a formal course and i got the bofors gone into the india i was in sweden for four months let me tell you what the europeans think and what we think are entirely different i think boss understood it very well he interacted with everybody as i mean say my pre preceding speakers germany italy now there was also many many other things which i don't want to say but he was very clear about one thing britain is not going to leave india come what may nobody would leave this heaven and go away there's a the last thing that you would do my son is an american citizen today 100 times he has told me why didn't you come and live with us we have a house we have got everything we got the world with us let me assure you the comforts which i enjoy at 66 years i don't enjoy it in any country in this world so why should the britishers like to live for what reason now this is an assessment this is not a emotional you know judgment which i am giving they would leave under compulsion he came to this and that to this compulsion has to be by military action similar to what the united states felt that if today japan had to be forced in the war one option is you land the military forces they will take 2 to 3 years to conquer japan other way is to have a nuclear weapon coming in so these are two very hard options now all this has been vindicated by prime minister atlees you know what you call discourse with governor justice pb chakraborty later on after giving you what is known as a transfer of power you really were not given independence really if you go through the documents you were given at best a transfer of power now if you look at it boss is the only man whom i have come across who has formed concepts and theories without undergoing military training i was in a seminar in kolkata and all his relations were present i asked them and i asked specifically to a niece of uh, uh, subhash chandra bose she was a professor and i asked her you have seen him did he undergo any sort of training so one relation said he the you are the voracious reader now anybody can be a voracious reader even today a person who has not done any as people have said i have done my these phd and all these things i definitely did it and i went underwent it despite professors telling me you are a general of the army why do you need to do it but i know it is needed because unless you get that academic bent of mind boss is the first and only person i asked this even to general gd bakshi who we heard yesterday please tell me one person who has done strategy now when we talk about strategy military strategy we talk of cloth switch we talk of basil lillard we talk of sunzu they were all soldiers they were taught the basics of military training without knowing the basics he decides to take on the biggest superpower at that time britain from where does he learn the strategic art next he also decides to get japan to agree believe me i can tell you the most difficult nation if you want to agree on anything 
is Japan. All of you who have interacted closely with the Japanese, I live in Gurgaon and I have so many Japanese over there. I can assure you for them to take a decision to love you or to like you is a very difficult thing. Professor Botaber spoke about the Gadar movement. I think it was a very, very great movement. But the point is neither Mohan Singh nor Rajbihari Bose were leaders. Oh, now what, what is a leader? Please tell me if anybody can say. Like last night there was an announcement and there was an euphoria in a particular group. I do not want to say what it was. It was because someone felt that somebody could lead an organization. So much so that the, I was surprised when I just switched on the television that the opposition, particularly the ladies, were also very sympathetic to the decision. Now this is what is leadership. Somebody, everybody can't be a leader. I can tell you today, you can make me a general and I can be just a file pusher. To lead is a big issue and leadership comes from many things which Subhash Bose had. Now, I want to just uh, say this, the Japanese were least interested in coming to Imphal or Kohima. They were already happy with what they had captured. Why going for more? Bose persuaded Terochi as well as what you call the Japanese Prime Minister Tojo the Japanese Prime Minister Tojo could not be convinced even by the Japanese. He alone, I do not know what charisma Bose would be having to convince such difficult people. You will, and they finally said, okay, we will attack this region. But it is logistically very difficult. So they posted a commander called Mutaguchi. Mutaguchi was a ferocious commander who could take on this task. And here we fought one of the bloodiest battles. Now, he formed, as you all have already heard the speakers since yesterday, the INA. I want to share a thing about the INA. The Japanese were not very keen to let the INA into combat. But Bos said nothing doing. They must get into combat. Unless they get into combat, the British do not get a message. Whether we win or lose, that if you do not leave the country, then we will take actions which will compel you to leave. Now, well, these are the events which have already been referred to, but I must say one thing that the INA 1st Division moved into Burma in January 1944. This is a landmark thing. Well, the Japanese, you know, really agreed to it with great difficulty, but hats off to the Japanese, hats off to Bose. The most difficult battle of the Second World War was the battle for Imphal. And I must also say the INA, in whatever reconnaissance or small roles it had, it fought very, very courageously. Well, the British were really amazed at one thing, that out of almost a strength of 60,000 plus, 24,000 people of the INA died. If you today sit down and total, the total number of casualties of the Indian Army, and you start from the Kashmir War of 1947-48 and you come down, let us say, to the Kargil conflict. Let me tell you the numbers would not be as much. Now this many people sacrificed their life for most. Now you will ask me, what was that charisma or motivation? Can you show us some proof today? 
would say please come to a place called Gurgaon. Bose has not visited it. I don't think even Chandra Kumar Bose who was here yesterday has visited Gurgaon. Today in Gurgaon there is one Subhash Nagar. There is a Subhash Chowk. There is a Subhash Park. And last of all they want to name one more places. The postal authorities have please requested no more names of Subhash. Now please tell me how has Subhash Bose landed in Gurgaon? Now, Dr. Rajesh, now this is a strange question because the INA soldiers who were there from Haryana, they still feel that this was one leader who could sacrifice. I had gone to Chennai a few months back and I was located at a hotel called Woodland. Someone told me Indra Gandhi had possibly inaugurated or stayed in that hotel. I take my morning walks, however cold or hot it is. So early morning, if you go to Chennai, you'll find everybody is on one beach, and that is the Marina Beach. I was surprised to find a statue over there of Subhash Chandra Bose. So I asked people, how is it that the AIA DMK of all the people is interested in a statue of Subhash Chandra Bose? Again, the link of INA, please get down, particularly to the Rani Lakshmi, the Jhansi regiment which Lakshmi Sahigal commanded. You'll find many ladies, particularly Tamilian ladies were there. Now, you use Subhash Bose today anywhere. Believe me, he's a motivator for anybody. Anybody, you just have to name him. Now, this motivation is what is a unique quality which nobody had in the world. Now, another thing that I want to say is that if this transfer of power has taken place, there have been many debates. I have attended many, many discussions. As a scholar and a military man, I would put it today, I don't think, knowing the British and their present condition, I was very lucky to hear at the Raisina Dialogues, a former British Prime Minister, Tony Blair. I was physically present like you are present. And today, I hope you know the biggest employer of Britain is the Tata Group. They provide maximum employment in the United Kingdom. And the Brexit, I don't know where it is today, but definitely it has resulted in what it is. All this started after they left India. Their problems, they handed over the baton to the United States the day the transfer of power took place. We do not know how rich we are. We do not know how capable we are. We do not know what beautiful country we are staying in. All this is due to most. And I must thank you for your patience.